and welcome to a new episode of Mango Podcast Live Radio. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for supporting this project. Remember, I'm here every Wednesday, 5.30 New York time, 6.30 Dominican Republic time and 11.30 Sweden and Spain time. Thank you so much for listening and welcome. So today's episode or today's live broadcast, um, it's going to be a little different than the previous one and it's going to be a little different than the previous one and I want to talk about something very, very different. I remember when I was a kid slash teenager and when I used to live back in my home country that they always taught us that the reason why we and every country have migration agencies is to protect the country, to protect our borders, and that they are a necessity and they are very important institutions. And that's something, you know, that I grew up listening, and that's something that it's the normal mainstream narrative everywhere in the world no exceptions, that migration agencies are tools of protection and order and prevent us uh, from getting unwanted, dangerous people into our territories. So I want to immediately talk about Roberto Sitsofe. Roberto Sitsofe was eight, nine years old when he moved to Denmark. He has lived for more than 20 years in Denmark. All of his immediate family lives in Denmark and he feels Danish. He speaks Danish. He works in Denmark. He pays taxes. He's a Mason. So he decided to take a sabbatical year and travel to Togo because it's been a while since he's been to Togo. Last time he went to Togo, he was a kid. So he saved a lot of money and he decided to take a sabbatical because it's, it's, it's it seems like it's not something very weird to do. He me- He mentioned that some of his co-workers have done that. So he works very hard. See, he saves a lot of money and he gets in contact with um, some relatives in Togo. And he decides, you know, to take that as an opportunity to reconnect with the land of his parents and to travel around Africa. So Roberto goes to Togo and he decides to stay a little longer because an elder relative passed away. Then after that, he gets malaria. And after getting malaria, or in that time frame, COVID happens, which all of the circumstances delay his traveling back to his country, to Denmark, where he lives. 
So he travels back to Denmark after 19 months. And when he gets to the customs in Denmark, they stop him and say, oh, you can't get in. And he's like, what do you mean? He said, you're not supposed to be out of the country for more than 12 months. And he explains to them what happened. And they say, we don't care. They cancel his residency. And then they decide to deport him. This story is not over yet. Um, a lot of activists in Denmark and help to collect money it, for him to pay for the lawyer and now they're working on that he was supposed to get deported back to Togo again a country that he has never lived in last time he lived in that country he was like eight or nine years old and they stopped that deportation and now you know he has enough money to pay a really really good lawyer and they're working on that case so he's in standby but unfortunately and that's another reason why collecting the money for the lawyer was so important was because he wasn't allowed to work while he is fighting his case with the migration agency of denmark so that's why this is happening and activists have collected money and we're just waiting and let's hope that he can stay in Denmark there's another case that I also want to mention so Crystalline Crystalline Santos she is from Philippines and her husband is Swedish her husband's name is Joel Larson so Joel Larson was sent to the Philippines for work he lived there a few years and he meets Crystalline right they fall in love they get married and they have children they have two children so uh, one child is five and the other one is two one of the children was born I think both kids were born in Philippines no sorry I apologize one of the kids is four and the other one is two so they decide to move back to Sweden and they research and they found out that oh you know what because you have kids and because you have a very strong connection to the country you can just move back so they just travel back and they start the legal process for crystalline to get her residence card so she can you know work and just have a normal life with her family but the swedish migration agency says that she has to go back to the Philippines to wait for her residence card. And because of the current situation in the world, the process could take more than a year. But mind you, the Swedish Migration Agency 
is severely underfunded and understaffed. So they say a year, but it could take easily a year and a half or two years. When, because without this situation, uh, the pandemic, those processes usually take a year and a half. She has a deportation um, order in the middle of a pandemic. Her children are Swedish citizens, so they can stay in the country. If she goes back to the Philippines in the middle of the situation, they can't just go and visit all the time because that's gonna be, that's gonna, it, it can't happen. And also because the children are so small, they could forget their mom. And that can create a lot of stress and and pain on those children, on those innocent children, and also the father to see his family destroyed just because he chose to marry someone that is outside of the European Union. Those children are being punished because their mom is not Swedish. And you're going to punish those children. So they are still trying to dispute the order. But unfortunately, there's a high chance that she might have to go back to the Philippines in the middle of a pandemic. If this pandemic is not creating enough emotional, psychological burden onto people already. And cases like Roberto and Crystalline and her husband happen all the time. They happen every, every day. And we, my question is, are really migration agencies tools of order, protection and prevention of harm? Are they really, really these lawful agencies? We can't talk about racism without talking about migration laws and migration agencies. And not only because, uh, this is a really co cool quote that I like from this Dominican writer. Her name is Johan Mihail. She said, the anti-racist fight has to be travesti because it can't be heterosexual. The anti-racist fight has to be migrant because it has to be done constantly changing. We need, when we talk, well, you can't have an honest anti-racist conversation without talking about migration agencies. And what was their crime? What was their crime? What was Roberto's crime? What was Cristaline's crimes? What was her husband's and children's crime? What 
are the countries protecting by deporting them? What are they protecting? What was their crime? What crime did they commit that was so horrible that they have to suffer such a harsh punishment? That they are people of color, that they're not white Europeans, what was their crime? Migration agencies are tools of racist, colonialist, and imperialist violence. And this type of violence, we see it everywhere, every day. Because what are they protecting? That is violence. That is violence. Their, their threat is that to have more people of color in Europe. That's their crime. And the funny thing is that the colonizer just goes around doing whatever they want and and we think <clears throat> there's not a connection between colonialism and racism and migration agencies but there are and we need to stop seeing colonialism as something from the past it, th that's history still this is a continuing you know what i mean and that's why we can't talk about colonialism without talking about migration and migration agencies. Migration agencies are there to protect the ethnostate and also to protect the borders that were determined by colonialism. And you might be wondering, oh, but what do you mean? These countries are not colonies, exactly. But they were part of the colonial enterprise those countries no matter how little they are they were part of that colonial enterprise and they create their gated communities and they, they do that to those innocent people and this happens all the time and in my country for example when they strip of Dominican citizenship thousands of Dominicans just because they were of Haitian descent. What was their crime? Their crime was that they were on the other side of the border, like their ancestors were on the other side of the border, a border that was created by colonial order that was their crime 
and that's something that all of these migration uh, agencies do they criminalize innocent people and we eat those promises of the ethno state because oh they're protecting us uh, they're protecting us those agencies right that's what they're doing but are they really protecting us Are really migration agencies protecting us? Are those really the answer to all of our national problems? Of course not. Because migration agencies are tools of racist, colonialist, and imperialist violence. Unfortunately, we have reached the end of today's program. Don't forget that we are here every Wednesday live, 6.30 p.m. New York time, 5.30 p.m. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I apologize. I apologize. This is live. So, of course, I'm going to make some mistakes. 5.30 New York time, 6.30 Dominican Republic time and 11.30 Sweden and Spain time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. I will also upload every episode on my podcast platforms, but without the music breaks. One of the reasons why I wanted to do a live show is because of the music. I like playing music. I like DJing and, and sharing music with people, but because of copyright restrictions, it's a little, little hard to do those things on podcast platforms. I actually tried that um, before considering doing a live show. I created a mock uh, podcast account just for the purpose of testing and experimenting and did one or two mock episodes and because i use copyrighted music they completely completely deleted it the podcast so that's one of the many reasons why i want to do a live show so i can share music with you guys and also to make it more interactive you know and just feel free if you're listening feel free to text me on dms i'm gonna try to do more lives so thank you once again for listening remember that every wednesday i'm here uh, all of the schedules and all of the links are on mango podcast instagram account and on my website don't forget that my website is www.mangopodcast.com Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.
Bye.